All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, number one uh, number one show streaming right now, right? Yeah, knocked out Stranger Things. Is that what they Apparently. said? Yeah. All right. Something like that. Well, they hit ten million the first day. I'm assuming the Mandarin. It's gonna... The Mandarin. <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Number one in our hearts one. and on our stomachs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about the Mandarin. It's too expensive on the weekends. What they do? It is. They're not it, doing anything different. No. They're just adding maybe uh, shrimp and crab. crab well, they have. They have the crab legs, but in the time you get there, there's already like you know forty Asian people that's waiting in line for it, <clears throat> and then they're, they're like they're ready for this shit. Like they go there early. They go there for that five o'clock, like oh, matinee yeah. to get mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you're hitting like thirty five, forty bucks a pop, like each person <sighs> on the weekends. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, torpedo shrimp's where it is, but <laughs> well, I, I like I like Mandarin. No, our service is great. I like it. I yeah. like it. You get a towel, you know, you get a calendar in the Christmas time. You get a mint when you get out. <laughs> it's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, like mint, I do like those mints. Yeah, I mean, the mints are great. Mm-hmm. They're doing pretty good. Yeah. Love Mandarin. Yeah. Disney yeah. should buy them. <laughs> the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Gung Hei Fat Choy. Gung Hei Fat Choy. <laughs> Table for four. Table for four. So, Mandalorian. Yep. Episodes two and three have been released. And I think it's. I think it's. It's getting better. I think the show is getting even better. Oh yeah. Each episode goes. It's definitely getting better. Yeah, I'm really digging it. Me too. The yeah. last episode was pretty, pretty awesome. Oh yeah, part three, the third yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something else. Pretty pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. That was uh, yeah, man, that was uh, it felt like a samurai movie. Felt like I was watching like Zatoichi or something. Mm-hmm. Where he goes into the town by himself, takes down the whole town himself, and just rescues a kid. Yeah. And just walks off into the sunset. It's awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And those guys are on their jetpacks. I was wondering where, when are they going to get the jetpacks? You know like, what? It's funny because, yeah, I always, you know, associated him with Boba Fett. Boba Fett always had the jetpack. I never <laughs> thought, why doesn't he have a jetpack? Yeah. And so I, did. I saw a fucking old bunch of them coming out with jetpacks. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, jetpacks. That's right. I did. I was going to actually mention that in the other, the other podcast, but I forgot about it. I'm like, how come Boba, he has a jetpack, Boba Fett, and how come this guy's not wearing one? He I should have. He's got... I com- yeah, man, I completely forgot about the jetpack. It's like, <laughs> fuck, I forgot he had it, yeah. He, he all should had get one. one. He should get one. Well, that's what he says. Well, at the, the end of the episode, you know that cheesy rocketeer thing? The guy oh, the yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little uh, but, you know, give him a little salute, and he's like, got to get me one of those. Everyone's oh, got one. What he said? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah, it's the last thing he said in the episode. Ah, okay. I mean, everyone's got one. Why doesn't he have one? I don't know. And apparently, he's one of the best uh, bounty hunters in the galaxy. So yeah, just need it. It's how good he is. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Mm. Always looking all. It looks like RoboCop now, man, with that new armor and shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, nice and... he's pretty badass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's pretty badass. Pedro Pascal is pretty good in it. And, you always know what he's feeling, even though there's oh, no, yeah, like you can't there's no man, emotion. There's, yeah, there's no emotion. Yeah, on the mask. Mm-hmm. Like it was that scene where it's not he's animated. About, he's about to take off, and he sees the little, you know, the little handle thing the little baby took off, mm-hmm. and you can just see it in his face. It's where you can see everything that's going on his face, but you can't see his face. Yeah, right. It's just the, you know exactly what he's thinking. You know exactly what he's going to do, and it's great. It is pretty great. It's yeah. just all in the body language, the way he tilts his head some, in some it, scenes. It's a weird it, it's a weird mask that looks sad and angry at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like when he's feeling it, you're like, ah. Oh. But when he's angry, you're like, oh, shit. You can't get anything out of that mask, so you got to use, you use your whole body. Yeah. Yeah, and he's really, even when he's just sitting there and mm-hmm. all you see is his face, he's doing a great job. Yeah. It's, yeah. So far, so good. So far, so far, so real good. 
It's real, real good. Real good. It's real good. Well, let's go. Let's go in order. So the right. so we'll go I to for, second. I episode. forgot about season episode two. Episode two was you know what I rewatched it mm-hmm. because you know I saw episode three and then I'm like ah, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and watch them both kind of together and see how it flows because mm-hmm. it kind of to say man it does you know the whole show flows it looked like it was filmed you know in yeah. like a, like a month time but so the first or the second episode. It starts off with him walking with the baby. So he, he got baby Yoda. He's oh, walking. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets jumped by like other bounty hunters. Mm. Yeah. So he get he gets jumped, he takes him out, and then he I think that's the first time you see him disintegrate somebody. Like he has that rifle that makes people disappear. I see I can't remember. I refer, I already forget about the episode too. Yeah. So so they jump him. So these, these random guys come out, he takes them all out. Disintegrate somebody, which that's what Vader was telling Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back is no disintegration. Ooh. He's telling him to get Han Solo, but no disintegration. Oh, and really? I think that's the first time you've seen someone actually do it. So he has, you know, that rifle mm-hmm. that shoots people and then he's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so he's getting hunted. So this is where that lone wolf and cub thing was going on. I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought even at the end of, let's jump to like episode three, like, you know what, that one part where he, he leaves. With the baby, and then all the little trackers are going off at the same time. Yeah, I was getting like a John Wick two that's kind of what vibe. I, that's yeah. what I told the kids. Like, hey, it's John Wicking it now. Right. Everyone's gonna go after him. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing I thought of. Like, oh, here we yeah. go. And he's just gonna run. They're all just gonna just chase after him, which pretty much happened. It kind of just didn't waste any time there. No, I thought that was. I thought that was gonna go on for like a couple of episodes where, they, I guess they still are gonna go after him, right? Because oh yeah, no, baby yeah, Yoda, no. So. yeah. No, it's just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We still don't know if that's Baby Yoda, right? We're just calling it Baby Yoda now, right? Yeah, no, we have no idea. No. Yeah, okay. I, I thought I missed something because everyone's just saying it's Yoda. No, that's, hey, yeah, everyone's just saying Baby Yoda. It's yeah. gonna, when they finally tell us what it is, it's going to throw people off. Because apparently that shit, they're already making toys of Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. You going to pick that, one up? Man, that shit's adorable. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting like gizmo vibes from that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, the big like fake eyes, like it's it looks fake but real at the same time. Like I know it's yeah. a puppet, but like it's, yeah. it just it makes it cuter that way. Yeah, but the thing is, they're getting ready for Christmas to sell this shit, but mm-hmm. I don't think they know what to call it yet. Oh, <laughs> they yeah, they can't call it. Yeah, that's true. Right? Still, you're gonna confuse everybody. What the hell? Unless they actually put out saying Baby Yoda and actually is Yoda, but they actually don't have a because the episode is called The Child, right? That's all we know. Yeah. Like, no yeah, one knows maybe they'll call it. it the child then. On the yeah, box. Just call yeah, it the child. The child. That makes sense. If it, that's just, then just keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Without uh, spoiling anything. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. I like that. Okay. Start printing it. Child. The child. All right. And then what else happened that episode? And then he... The Jawas? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the Jawas. Yeah. Yeah, they, they stripped the shit. Which one was uh, the Jawas were in which movie? They were in the movies before, right? Yeah, they were in the New Hope. New Hope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're the ones that sold R two to Luke. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I was trying to remember which. I'm like, which episode was that? Yeah, like the very first one. Like they were like the yeah. first like like half an hour into the movie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they yeah they strip his shit. They left. He left his car in like Compton or something, and they got fucking. He took his <laughs> <laughs> took his hubcaps. <laughs> So mm-hmm. he went to go after them, and he meets up with uh, Nick Nolte again. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking back again, I fucking. So uh, be it. What did he say? So be it. No, so say we all. No, no. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I have spoken. Uh, I have. Oh yeah, you never get any lucky charms. No, that's uh, a. <laughs> so say we all. So say we all. So no, yes. the, Mandal- the Mandalorians have their thing too. Oh, what do they say? Uh, uh, oh crap! The, the way it is, or some shit. That's just the way it is. Yeah, it's the way it is. Yeah, that's. Feel me. Yeah, everyone's got their little slogan, right? Yeah, you know, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. I have spoken. So say we all. So say we all. Can you feel me? 
Everyone's got feel me. Feel me. All right, so he goes and hunts down the Jawas. He has a little, you know, race, and then they make the trade for the. Uh, he has to get an egg. The Jawas want an egg. That's, oh, yeah. what, that's what the whole episode was, right? To get that's his parts right. back, yes. he has to get the the fucking hairy egg that looks like Slevin probably shit out in the last episode. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you wouldn't understand. That meat pie, man, must have been sitting there for five years. <laughs> oh man, it had to be done. Okay, it had to be done. I didn't be done, man. So I like when my pants are going the field. <laughs> and the Mandalorian <laughs> found it afterwards. It's this fucking this hair all over it and it's huge. <laughs> yeah. It's a legendary shit. Oh, man. And then what do we see? We see Baby Yoda using the Force for the first time. Oh, yes, that's right. And that yeah. was episode two, right? With that episode giant two. elephant? Yeah. Whatever that thing. I think it's supposed to be a rhino. A rhino, yeah, rhino elephant. See, I don't know why I can't remember episode two for some reason. Yeah, it was kind of, it's a weird thing. It's it's uh, not much was going on, but it, no. it it builds nicely after he says watching two and three together. Builds nicely with the why he would go back for him. Yeah, because it kind of builds a little bit on it, and he can see Yoda. And there's little scenes where he's like, uh, the Mandalorian, the Mandarin is like fixing himself up. And then Yoda's trying to fix him, you know, he's all cute with his little hand and trying to help him out and then keeps on putting him back in his little basket there. And so there's like, you can see the little, you need that little one episode to kind of build is why would he go back and save him? Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little, you know, whatever. Like it didn't really, I guess besides that, that, you know, he's got, he's force sensitive. And that's it. He rebuilds a ship. He, him and Nick Nolte go to work and, uh, you know, he just leaves the planet. So that's episode two. Was really much hmm. to it, but still a good episode. And you guys were right on about the whole Bill Conti thing because that shit is, I can't hear it now. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. fuck. I hear it all the time. All the I time. Now, all the time. When the trumpets hit, and I'm like, I hardly, yeah. Like, holy shit, man. He's going to, yeah, I don't hear any John, I don't hear any John Williams. I just hear Conti. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's still a cool score. Oh, no, I love the score. I think the score is great. So you don't really remember the second one? So. No, not really. Yes. Not really. You know, for half an hour episodes, they, they tell a lot, you know? Like, they it's do, like what, yeah. Right? Yeah, they pack in, it's like, a, they talk for, it seems like a half an hour. Even and though the show's only about 40 minutes, 35 minutes. Yeah, and you still get your long shots in there. And then yeah, you got like I, 20 minutes of uh, action. So are you nervous about the next movie? No, not really. No. No, I'm not nervous about the Star Wars movies. No way. No. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You know what? Even the prequels, people shit on them. I still, you still enjoy bits and pieces of them, right? Yeah, I, I, I like the other. I like the uh, Clone Wars. The clone. Well, there's yeah. Well, there's Attack of the Clones, which is Attack I think of the Clones. Yeah, I think it's the worst. I think it's the worst one of all. That's of them. the second one, right? Oh yeah, it's the second one. And then, like, Revenge of the Sith, that used to be my third favorite movie. Mm-hmm. But then after rewatching over and over again, it's, uh, nah, I don't know, his acting is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. The, he, Christensen was brutal. Like, Should have, like, cast out Pacino as, as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no? No, no, you leave Luke alone. Luke is fine. Luke is fine? Luke is fine. It's the other guy you have to worry about. Oh, I mean, not Luke Skywalker. See, I can't remember. Anakin Skywalker. Oh, Anakin Skywalker. That's Al Pacino? Oh, yeah. shit. I don't know, man. Lucas was bad at that kind of shit, man. Like, besides uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. And Just getting his own show, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So, I was going to mention that. So, in episode three, was directed by Deborah Wong. And mm, she's the one going to be... Yeah, she's the one going to be taking over the Obi-Wan show. Oh, really? Yeah, she's the yeah, she's the one doing. I don't know if she's doing all of them, but she's uh, going to be directing most of them, I think. Really? Yeah. So if you like the action in the third one, hopefully it kind of comes up. What's your name? Deborah Wong. Huh. She did this episode. I don't know if she does anymore, but uh, she's definitely doing the Obi Wan show. Yeah, I mean, all right, let's talk about that episode. So, I mean, I know you're not into the Star Wars lore as much as you know Slevin. 
Well, I don't know. Or, I just don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, because I was going to ask you what you thought they're going to take out of what they're trying to get out of Yoda baby there. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. Now, luckily, it's that's that's a nice. They should keep that secret right up till the second season or something. Yeah, like the first thing I thought of was they're probably gonna take Metachlorians, which is that that's the shit that combines the Force, that kind of creates the Force. It's a thing that Lucas created in the Phantom Menace. That's how they found Anakin Skywalker. It's like taking a blood test and seeing his blood test is like fucking mm-hmm. over the moon. That's what. I assume they're trying to get at because I, mean, I think they know obviously because they're part of the Empire so they know about Jedi's they know about the Force so and then they I'm pretty sure they know who Yoda is so I'm pretty sure that's probably what they're going for Metaclorians but obviously they didn't say everything was kind of vague up in the air still so they, they're trying to take the blood out of Baby Yoda I think I think that's what they're going for it's like blood or like DNA I think I think it's yeah. like what they're going for if I had to take a guess I would probably say Metaclorians but that's like a weird taboo word in Star Wars nerd world. They don't like that word. <laughs> like oh, they, okay. Because the Force is like, it's supposed to be an all-encompassing, you know, surrounding energy around you, right? Mm-hmm. But then Lucas made it like it's like a, like it's part of, it's like it's DNA. It's like some kind of, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, like a weir- it's like a weird something to, it's like cholesterol, pretty much what they're going for. <laughs> it's like something you can measure in a person's body. But the force is supposed to be something that you can't, you know, measure. But yeah. I don't know, whatever. It, it's it's all, it's all bullshit. But I that's why I assume they're trying to get out of Baby Yoda. It it'll probably not be as interesting as us thinking about it. Oh no, probably what not. it's going to be. No. Usually, usually the big it's usually the case with a. Yeah, I you know I don't think the show's going to go as heavy and deep as what people think. Mm-hmm. Like people are expecting like you know, all these big reveals and big secrets i don't think i think they're gonna try and keep it as straight as possible which yeah. they have so far yeah like it's pretty simple from one episode to three it's just kind of just one kind of straight line yeah and then you know carl weathers <laughs> just throw him in the mix and then he's kind of yeah so this deborah chow she's directed a lot of tv better call saul american gods Oh, sorry, named Deborah Chow? Deborah Chow, yeah. Oh, I said I think it's a Deborah Wong. I think I made a mistake. I'm sorry about that. Yes, Deborah Chow, you're right. Jessica Jones, Lost in Space, Iron Fist, Vampire Diaries, Ro- Mr. Robot, Murdoch Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deborah Chow, that's it. I said well, Deborah Wong is right. So Deborah Chow, yeah, I think she's Canadian too. Yeah, it looks like it. Mm, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, which episode is your favorite so far? Is it the third one? The, the last one, yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, once you uh, talk about these episodes, there, there's not much to talk about, really. No, like I said, it's, yeah, it's, it's you Except going the, into uh, the town and kind of grabbing yeah. and leaving here. Yeah, it really is taking what because Lucas wanted it to be. Mufini, uh, right? Yeah, Mufini yeah. and Samurais in space. Yeah, man, he wanted him to be Obi Wan. Yeah, that's that's where he got that stuff from all yeah. the Kurosawa movies. Yeah, man, look at Jedi's. Look at the way they dress. They dress like samurais. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is pretty. This is a lot closer than the movies ever were. I think so. Yeah. To uh, to samurai films. This this one definitely is. Mm-hmm. This one he barely says anything. No. Which is good because yeah. again I don't. I don't know you still you still get snippets of his background every time he gets his armor made he goes to PTSD and he kind of always remembers <laughs> his. Yeah, I don't like that though. He needs to yeah not be in that room when she's doing it. Can he just wait outside or something so he doesn't <laughs> fucking freak out? He starts sweating. <laughs> sweating. Little little drips of Mandarin sweat. <laughs> Are you okay? And Delorean sweat. Are you okay? I'm almost done. Just, fuck, hurry up. Jesus. Yeah, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't like those scenes either. I don't like those. Those those are really corny. They're corny. Yeah, they're cheesy. Yeah, I don't like it. Why don't you just do an episode of him? Just, well, I guess they will. Eventually, that'll be one whole episode of him being a kid. Yeah, I think there'll be the episode where his mask finally comes off. 
because you know that thing is coming off. No, no, they shouldn't. Yeah, I really hope they don't. It's coming off. Even in this episode too, they even mentioned, "Have you ever taken your mask off?" No. Yeah, no. He says, mm-hmm. says no. But which is kind of makes you think, like, you you picture him in the shower with that thing on his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fucking naked down like fucking Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, he sweats a lot. He sweats a lot. He's so yeah. from neck That's down, he's completely lines. butt naked, but he has a stupid helmet on <laughs> while he's taking a shower. <laughs> like all those guys, man, all of them, all of them, they're all doing the same thing. All like in the shower room together, and they're fucking, yeah, hey, man, yeah, good one today. <laughs> Hitting each other with towels. Hey, with towels, <laughs> like metal with towels. Their masks on. <laughs> like breathing <laughs> on his face, like oh, I can't see. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think eventually it's gonna come off. But I when, think when dude was wearing a jetpack with, with no clothes on, <laughs> he just he, we gotta go. What? Oh shit, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about Star Wars. It's not a lot of nudity. Nope. You know, no. No, just gold bikinis and yeah, you know, gold. Dan- dancers and stuff. But other than that, and no zippers either. I don't know if you know that about Star Wars universe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, no zippers. I no. keep on looking for one just to see if someone messes up, but no. And they didn't have bras in the in the future either. No. There's no bras in the future. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shift. What the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> what? Fuck, fucking pervert. I agree with him. You agree with him, eh? Why yeah. not? Why not? Why, Why not? not? Yeah. That's true, man. Because they don't yeah. have to worry about gravity, right? No. Nope. <laughs> Star Wars, you never have to worry about gravity in these movies, ever. No. Nope. That's the thing about Star Wars. Everything everything else is like, you know, floating around. You've never seen a character float in a spaceship before. I think it's the least science fiction of any of the science fiction shows or movies that are popular. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely not based on reality or like facts or anything like that. Yeah. No, no way. Yeah. Star Star Trek is more science fiction than, than Star Wars. Oh fuck yeah! Oh yeah! Fuck yeah! Yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. That's why it's so popular, Star Wars. Because it gives you just enough, but not too much. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like Back to the Future, they don't get too into time travel, but just enough to give you like, oh man, it's so cool. Yeah. Hey you, get your he- damn hands off her. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> You want to dance? <laughs> he does this funky chicken dance in uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th is fucking just wailing around. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll wait for uh, episodes uh, four and five. Four and five, yeah. Six and seven. How many episodes there? Uh, I think there's ten. Ten or eight. There is uh, eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't think they're going to waste any time. Nope. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's already on the he's on the move now. Baby Yoda's you know doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Now now you get to see what's going on here because you've only seen like what two sets. You've seen the bounty hunter place, that mm-hmm. one planet where you're stuck on, and back to the bounty hunter place. Yeah. Right. So now the question is, where is he going now? Obviously he's on the run. He's got the bounty hunter buddies help, helping him out. So he's got the other Mandalorians. I guess they have to move. I guess that's one thing they said in the episode. We have to move away. And then they said, you know, can you feel me? And then they kind of just left. Feel me. And then, yeah. Episode four of Mandalorian. Entitled Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Directed yeah. by Bryce Dallas see? Howard. Did I see that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Ron yep. Howard's daughter. Yep. Wow. She's she's mm-hmm. graduated. She's graduated. That's yeah. Not bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he. Uh, I wonder if Ron Howard made a deal when he made Solo. <laughs> He's like, all right, guys. Well, I'll, I'll make this movie, but you gotta let my daughter direct the Star Wars. What? TikTok yeah, guys. You guys yeah, gotta let Junior a... direct an episode. You let Junior go. Yeah. I'm walking out the door. Let me know. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Come back, come back, come back. We'll, we'll let her direct something. I wonder what she looked like on set, like exactly like him. <laughs> with a with a hat on. The dirty hat, yeah. yeah the dirty hat. In between takes Boros from Tranya. This is Tranya. <laughs> <laughs> so, what'd you think of the episode? Like, what do you think? Uh... It was good. It was actually more filler than I thought, but it was still entertaining. Yeah, it was a filler episode. It was a uh, it was Seven Samurai. 
It's the halfway. Yeah, it's halfway mark. Yeah, definitely the uh, magnificent seven. Just yeah. a magnificent one. Yeah. <laughs> well, two technically. Yeah, with the M- what's your name? MA fighter. Uh, is it Gina? Gina Correa. Yeah, she's the one. She's the yeah. chick from uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Is she in yeah. Deadpool? Yeah, she was. She was in Haywire too. Oh, Haywire is great movie. It is, but her acting is a lot better from that movie. Yeah, I was gonna say she uh, she she definitely improved. Yeah, in her acting. She, I yeah. do think she pees standing up though. I'll take, say that I'll to her face. Say that to her face. Fucking rip your face off. <laughs> she's, got, she's got a gorgeous face, but from the neck down, man, she's like Gamorrean guard. Yeah, man, she's uh, she's a fucking fighter. Yeah, man. Uh, strong. She looks, she looks like Kane Hodder. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good, man, because she does her own stunts. You see her, man, every single time. You know they're casting. You know, you know they're casting a female to play Jason Voorhees, right? In the next one. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> anyway, I just wanted Slevin to, to say something. I know, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Voorhees. <laughs> Jesse Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, technically, that's you a know, he, star incarnation, man. <laughs> you know, he does take his helmet off in this one. We can't tell if he's a he's a man or woman yet. So that that's right. Wrong, yeah, he. I was. I wanted to see if he's like, okay, how's he gonna eat? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like that really cute uh, village woman wants to. Mm-hmm. First of all, right off the bat, right she's off attracted. The bat. She's attracted to the helmet because she didn't see his face. Exactly. This girl's craving. She's she's thirsty, man, for some Mandalorian D. Holy fuck! He walks in looking like a fucking robot, and she's like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> right away, I was surprised he's coming with like, "Here's some food. Here's a towel. Just get you naked." Let me yeah. just like, do all this. Like, it was just wow. Yeah. I mean, I I guess the you know the prospects in that village are not up to par anymore. <laughs> no. I mean, she's a single mom, and it's out there. Yeah, he's technically a single dad. It's, you know, it's Brady Bunch in space. <laughs> yeah. At least he was interested, though. You could tell he's, he was even in even even wearing the helmet. He's like, oh damn, I really want to bang this yeah. chick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wouldn't shut up either. Yeah, yeah. He he did a lot of talking this time. Yeah, yeah. Here's a story. With a man in armor. <laughs> I think I think he he also enjoyed the other one too. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, the fighter. The, the, yeah, the fighter. Oh, man, what, what do you expect? The guy, the guy's a, a bounty hunter. He's a fighter. All that running in the mud, that's pure fucking foreplay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. probably get hard when he fought that rhino, too. Yeah, they, they, they would have crossed horns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, let's... All right, so this guy has... All this technology he has, right? He has, you know, so apparently he has the um, the the predator thermo thing where he can see footprints. Oh yes, yeah, that that, that kind of makes sense though. A lot of their helmets do have that sort of ability. You think would have used it before? It, I mean, is there? I guess there hasn't been any reason to use it yet, but right? Yeah, well, you know, we're not often sort of. You know, given the perspective of what's going on inside their helmets, you know, it took what it took almost six films before we got to see what Vader's looking at. Yeah, mm. I guess. Yeah, and all that stuff is kind of fucked up that he's looking through. It kind of looked like a cockpit, you know, and you only see it for the briefest of moments when you know that he's you know putting on that helmet, and then you hear the no. Yeah, uh, yeah, you see the red, and then yeah. Yeah, if I put on that helmet too, I might start sounding like Vader. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's just like every week he has a new gadget. Yeah, I, I, one thing I'm enjoying about this, and I feared they were almost going to sort of do like an A team thing. I don't know if you guys necessarily remember the A team as that show oh, yeah. was off. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you know none of those guys got hurt. Not one of them. Not one of them got shot. They were indestructible. The bad guys just shoot a million bullets, and they still and they get shot a thousand times. 
and, and no one still got hurt. At least this guy's kind of like a Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's learning the ropes, and he's getting his ass kicked, and there's degrees of luck. Like, the Rhino should have killed him, uh-huh. but uh, Baby Yoda, or Boda, that they call him, uh-huh. you know, saved him. You know, so there's some nice sort of bits of, you know, serendipity is not the right word, but sort of like, the guy's lucky. You know, he, he should have been dead already. Yeah, I guess, but, you know, they keep on calling him the best bounty hunter that Carl Weathers have ever had and all that, and keeps on <laughs> well, taking all the bounties. Hold on, I got a phone call, guys. Hold on a second. What the fuck? Holy shit, man. Hold on, hold on. We're recording. This is live. <laughs> the one day in my life I am popular, and there's proof, and you guys get mad? Why are you calling? You guys cut this part out. No, it's actually my landline calling myself. I wanted to actually get you mad. You're a piece of work, man. All right, hold on. Calls coming from inside the house. I, I don't want to read. I don't want to have to edit this. <laughs> That's part of the, the man's life happens. <laughs> Life's an edit, work, man. man. This is bullshit. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> Come on, what were you saying? You can't... I, I, I can't even remember now. I've lost my fucking train of thought. Um, no, yeah, I just say, yeah, now, now, I, now I got it. You don't need to edit it. It's, you know, it's, I'll, I'll get back to it. It's kind of like Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's actually getting his ass kicked quite a bit, which is nice. Yeah. yeah I, 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 your ass for answering that phone again. <laughs> well, I'll say, though, I mean, there's new armor he's got going on. I, that thing is bulletproof, laser-proof. Fireproof. Uh, Pussyproof. Pussyproof, apparently, because he can't get it off in time. Yeah. Well, no, he can get it off. He just can't get it back on. <laughs> he can't get it back on if I take this off. We can do something, but I leave, I have to leave the helmet on. <laughs> it's really good. I, I want you to. Mandalorian <laughs> condom? <laughs> Baby Yoda walks in and she's wearing the helmet. And it's a whole role playing thing. Baby Yoda would use the force to help get it up. <laughs> Stronger, <Yeah>. you are. <laughs> up, you are. Girth, you must have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, we're going to hell. Uh, oh, Christ. Uh, I'm just wondering if you know, you know. Uh, in terms of Yoda, you know, or Baby Yoda, he doesn't even have a name yet. You know, is he going to start to talk? Like, he's, is, is he, does he have special needs? He's fucking fifty. How long does it take him to learn to talk? All right, all right. Well, he's he's Yoda fifty, so that means he's probably five months. Fifty. It's probably you know, dog years. Five months. Yeah. It's probably yeah. five months old. Okay, maybe. But uh, you know, he, you know, he's able to use the Force before he can speak. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, what's his face? Uh, when Anakin was like a little kid, right? And he's a little, uh, little pilot with the bull cut. Didn't he use the force then, too? Well, uh, well, no, in the sense, not, not in, the, in the sense of convention. He didn't manipulate, but obviously he's able to see things before they happen. So his intuition is there. Right, and he was about what, like eight or nine or something by that time. Uh, the pod raced, yeah. You would have been yeah. about seven or eight, maybe. All right. Yeah, so this is a species that we don't know anything about, and Yoda is probably the most powerful one. So I'm assuming. I mean, they're calling him the child. That's what he is now. Yeah, the golden child. The golden child. The child. Fucking rice pudding. Fucking garbage. Anyway. That's what they're they're calling it because they have all the toys coming out now just before Christmas. They're calling it the child. No, Funko Pop already has made it. Are they ready? Yeah, and they in the box is labeled the the child. The child, yeah, that's what they're calling it. But it's too late though. But it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> well, that's only because they, they don't necessarily have a name for that species, right? He's not that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I do like the fact that they're sort of introducing a lot of the creatures that we've, we've come to know over the Star Wars universe. That I like. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of them there. 
I know they sort of equate them to Easter eggs, mm. but they shouldn't be really. It's part of the universe. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you see them everywhere. I mean, like example, the Nick Nolte character. Apparently, he was in. They were in Empire Strikes Back. I don't know what they're called though. They're the really? uh, the yeah. yeah they're the um, they're the, the the workers on Cloud City. Yeah, they're doing. But they put them in carbonite. You see, like his species. There's like two of them there. Well, when, when, uh, yeah, when C-3PO gets shot by the stormtroopers on Cloud City, mm. um, you know, Chewie goes into sort of like the infernery, or that's not an infernery, it's a smelter. And, uh, you know, you see C-3PO's corpse sort of be dragged into the thing. Yeah. Um, he's there in there. Yeah. I'm going to look up their name. Um, yeah. Well, because apparently that's, that's they're just a worker worker species, right? That's what they do. I, I, that's why he was going on about him being, you know, a slave and all that. It just won't be that anymore. Yeah, well, he, he sort of talks about what he earned his freedom or something. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, now I remember their names. Idiot. Uh, I was thinking Yub Nub. It's, they're Ugnaughts. Ugnaughts, that's it. Oh, yeah, Ugnaughts. That's, that's right. Yeah, I'm starting to forget my species. Yeah. <laughs> Sign of yeah. old age. But, uh, yeah, this episode, it was just literally just, it was a filler episode. It was just introducing a new character. You're going to see her down the road again. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll cross paths again, which I don't mind. Like, yeah. I, was, I almost got the impression that that was like a an Endor moon or something. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Okay? You know, and I admit there there's always sort of that romantic shot in almost every Star Wars film where they look up and the other see two suns or two moons or whatever. Yeah. I almost thought that was like the Endor sky with the, the, the two planets, the yeah. two in space, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, she mentions Endor. She was on there, apparently. That, that was her job. She was part of the rebellion, and she was, she was doing all this cleaning up crew is what she was saying, and then apparently, you know, riots were breaking down, and she's doing crowd control, and that's why she's on that planet, because she couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm wondering if he, he will show his face to Baby Yoda, though. He'll show his face. He'll show his face. Probably not to the audience. They'll probably sort of do like, you know, the end of Ben Hur, where Ben Hur sees the face of God. Yeah. No, no one else got to see him, sort of thing. He, he gets enlightened or whatever. You know, maybe Yoda will get to see his face or something, and that becomes a little secret kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe, but I, I have a feeling the show is not going to be taking too many risks. It's it's playing a little safe, isn't it? Well. It's, I feel like it's just kind of playing by the rules, and I think eventually you'll just see his face is because, you know, again, they don't want to do anything just like that. It seems a little too eccentric for them. Well, to, never show the, to never show his face? Yeah. I think they will show his face, but someone said they won't. I don't think they will. Yeah. I, I don't think they, I hope they don't. They'll, they'll do the Ben-Hur thing. He'll take off his yeah. helmet. He'll show his face. It'll be kind of like even maybe like Spider-Man 2 when he's on the subway. Uh, right, all, yeah, all yeah. people save him when his mask is off and everything yeah. it'll be something like that but we won't see it as a viewer so they show the back of his face the back of his head yeah yeah or someone gives his helmet back to him hmm. i don't know man they, they keep on making a point every episode and even this one he takes it off and obviously you don't see anything but it just seems like more and more they keep on bringing it up and then she almost takes it off at the end of the episode he almost lets her too. Well, the village too also reminds him of his, of his childhood, right? That's probably yeah. another reason why he yeah, sticks around and helps. Yeah, he has affinity with the place. Mm. Yeah, they'll never show his face, and they'll tell you why. He used to harken back to television shows in the past, and if they ever tease you, tease a viewer, taunt the viewer with an idea, like there's that tension. They're not going to break the tension. There's going to be close moments. It's kind of like Indiana Jones losing his hat, or Lois and Clark, Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher, and they finally kissed, and the fucking show got canceled because you know, yeah. I guess everyone fucking blew their load in their pants when they saw that scene. Same thing happened with Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. So no, they won't they find out it. who the killer was, and then everybody's like, "Oh, okay, what's next?" Yeah, yeah. They they won't do it. Uh, it, it it's too. It's that's the keystone. It's kind of. I don't much say the series is bad in any capacity. But it's the one thing. It's ooh, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it? And you're gonna be forever teased 
Now they'll never. I'll, I'll bet you, man. I'll, I'll bet you, a, a, you know, bottle of wine or a good beer, man, for that they won't. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take no. that. Then. Okay, yeah, that's a good bet. Yeah, I think, so. I think I think it's Disney. I, I think they want to give people what they want to see. And me personally, I, I'm on your side. I don't want to see it. I, I'm not even close to it. But I think they will show his face at one point. D- Disney might, but I think Favreau is pretty fucking savvy. That's He's the only doing, thing I'm, I'm hoping for too. Yeah, Favreau's not. Yeah. Favreau's doing a show for himself, not for the fans, and that's why this show has success. That, that's the key. The greatest artists of all time never aimed for a target audience. They did their stuff for themselves, and that grew the audience. If, if this yeah. this show at the very beginning did things to you know appease fans or treat fans with, with what they want, it's what fans don't want. That's the key. They, they want to see things that they don't want. Because you're not satisfying people by giving them what they want. They want to see things that they've never seen. They have no understanding of. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree. But and, and I, I have a feeling it's not going to happen. Hollywood but isn't that is... what happened with uh, Ryan Johnson Star Wars? Uh, if he does one. Uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate what Favreau's done. He's, it's not that he's not doing anything new. He's keeping it simple. Yeah. And, yeah that's what I mean by, like, no risk. Like, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. He's keeping it simple, but the audience is walking away. It's like, oh wow! Like, okay, where was that planet? We think it was here, you know. Like, you know, all these questions are about Baby Yoda. Like, you know, where the hell is he from? Everything else. This is just a cool story that promotes more questions. You're not getting negative answers, but you, you know, like this podcast, it's promoting discussion, but not negative, because it's it's not treating the viewers like stupid. We just want a good fucking story. Yeah, I agree. I will say though, I, I mean, I like the third episode more than like this episode. Like uh, yeah, me too. the third episode. Was the, yeah, the, the third was pretty well done. Uh, yeah. I love that sort of, you know, the poor guy's like, you know, Christ, he's fucked. You know, Carl Weathers is there. You know, you're in trouble if Carl Carl Weathers fucking pulls out a blaster. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, all the all the uh, Mandalorian buddies come out of nowhere. Even though he's yeah. pissed off the guild, it's like you know, uh, until you leave us, you're still a brother kind of thing. You know, yeah. uh, I thought that was kind of touching. I kind of love that really like, end scene where you have the you know, it's almost sort of like Superman. The end credits, you get the Mandalorian flying in space with them. Uh, uh, I didn't like. I didn't like that part. There's uh, no cheese, but I thought that's yeah, kind of cool. It's like, you know, we're with you. Now you're on your own. Yeah, so. I get it. It's just, I don't know. I just, when I saw the first time, I kind of laughed to myself like, eh, eh, sure. All right. But that episode as a whole, even though this one had a bit more action to it and it was longer too. They're getting longer and longer. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. This one was like 41, 42, I think. And the last one was like 39. And then previous one was like 37, 36. So they're getting longer and longer, longer. I think they're obviously getting to that one hour point. But I don't know. I just kind of didn't doze off. I wasn't really kind of numb to the whole action. I was just kind of just, I don't know. You know, it's nice to look at. I mean, the, the ATST would look pretty cool with the red eyes and make it look like this monster from the woods and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's yeah, it's almost pretty like a, uh, what do you, not, like a mother goose and grim kind of fairy tale thing, like yeah. don't to the forest, and uh, you know because they don't see it, they hear it, yeah. but you don't know what it is in terms of pounding the ground and everything else. So yeah, it was you know it was, you know Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. You know, I, I actually quite like the effects in it. The effects were really cool. They had some really nice far away shots. Oh yeah, no, it looked great. Yeah. The standoff with the sort of moat creek thing in the farm. Uh, it was really well done. Really well done episode. I, I, I kind of like those low-key, as you said, filler episodes. I kind of like that. It, it starts to flush things out. Oh, no, it absolutely mm-hmm. does. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he was talking more in this one. You get more of his backstory. Nothing really, you know, exciting <laughs> stuff. But a little bit more there, but... Yeah, there's no, there's no real sort of cliffhanger, you know. It's just, it's, a, it's a, it's a sound episode. I, I always, you know, one of the most loved and/or hated episodes of The Walking Dead is probably still my favorite episode. 
And that's where you know, the black guy with the bow staff gets taught by that, uh, he's like a prison psychiatrist, how to use the bow. And it was such an escape. Oh, who was the special he, guest on that? He was the guy from, he's the guy who plays the paint seller at the end of Zodiac. Oh, yes, that's right. That's the and guy, he, yeah. he's, he's super fucking creepy, but he there, there's something, he's got a good screen presence. But yeah. he is creepy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's my still my favorite episode of The Walking Dead. Really? Because it was just a total departure. And you, you sort of you, you get a hint about what's happening outside the universe, like he lives in, what happened before, the lead up, this guy. And, you know, you see why he starts to get angry, because the only guy that ever really treated him well after he sort of breaks out of the prison and stuff, and that's sort of like a lesson in psychology, you know, you got to sort of appreciate these characters a bit more. And that, that's that's this type of episode. You sort of get to see what's going on in the universe, this character, what she did. They talked about the Endor battle. So it's a good sort of, you know, you're talking about the past and you're bringing it up to the present. And now you sort of get to appreciate, okay, where are we going to take it from here? So it, it's, it's, filler is sort of a, it's, it's a term used, but to me, those are my favorite episodes. My favorite episode is, uh, of Walking Dead is the pilot. Yeah, well, well, look who helped do it or did it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking exactly when you were saying, or just talking right now, I'm like, you know, my favorite one's the pilot, too. I only made it up to maybe season three and a half, and I didn't watch the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I made it to a certain certain point in the comics, too. I still haven't finished that one. But in the comics, it takes a completely different turn. But yeah, the pilot, I was just thinking, too, the pilot's probably my favorite. I mean, it's. Yeah, that whole first season is the best season, hands down. Yeah. Well, it, it was bleak, and, and it was definitely an homage to Romero, totally and utterly. And it was nice and small, too, right, compared to what it is now. Like, yeah. Like, just them driving in the trailer, and then you don't know what was going to happen, because they had no hope, they had no help. Now, there's fucking people everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's almost gotten to the point, and, and I haven't watched this season at all in terms of The Walking Dead, but it's gotten to the point where they're having trouble containing it. It's almost like the characters have become the zombies. They're kind mm. of out of control. There's just like there's there's no there's no semblance of order. Uh, that's more like the comic than the actual show so far. Okay, I I never read the comic. Yeah. Um, well, because because I, I don't know what I don't know what happened to Rick. Like I I kind of gave up on the show, but in the comic it. Um, what should I say? At one point, they turn into the villains, like because you follow Rick so long that you think he's the good guy, but he starts doing things that are completely not, not kosher anymore. Like he turns into the governor, but because you watch him for so long, you you know agree with what he's doing, even though what he's doing is completely wrong. But he, keep, yeah. he keeps on doing it for the greater good. They, they touch upon that in the series, and what ends up happening, he sort of relinquishes his power. He sees what he's doing is reminiscent of the governor and then he relinquishes his power and then they sort of develop develop these communities as a result and he's almost just a consultant you know he's you know they'll they'll go to him for guidance but you know it's it's almost like uh, him and michonne are sort of like the the king and the queen but you know obviously in terms of the queen the queen has the most power in terms of chess but he's just a consultant yeah, but he, yeah. he's, he's the figurehead because he, he got everything started and he got everyone going. He's just burnt out by the time they sort of, you know, he gets all this power. It's like, no, I can't deal with this anymore. This is too much responsibility. And he sort of rations out the responsibility. Um, I know Makes he's still sense. alive in the comics. Um, Worst character on the, on the, on the show. Um, my only problem with the show is if you get like a little kid shooting a gun... And they're getting the headshots. Are you talking about the actors? That's the only problem? That's that's my main problem. It it is so hard to shoot a handgun. And and you have have little ass kicker who grew into like this nine-year-old fucking super soldier. And she's shooting a a Colt 45. I think that's what it is. Or it's a Magnum. You know, the most powerful handgun at that point. Or it was at one point, you know, when Clint Eastwood had it in his hands. Hey, man, I got to know. 
Yeah, and <laughs> guys didn't know. She's fucking shooting zombies in the middle of it. Yeah, well, well, I mean, to be you, fair, they you, you got to be good, man. You got to be. Yeah, they have nothing to do practice. but practice. Exactly. Yeah. What are they doing in the meantime on the street? This practice, practice. Man, I've, I've picked up one handgun in my life, and there was no ammo in it. I was at the auto show in the military. Well, you've only done it once. Yeah, but man, it was a Colt forty-five. And I picked the thing up and was like, okay, this gun is heavy and there's no ammo in it. Yeah, Actually, because uh, she's shorter, she's probably aiming the gun lower than she is, but the bu- bullet is, you know, going up and hitting it, hitting them in the head. Uh, bullets, the trajectory of a bullet is usually inherently downwards after a certain amount of time. But no, no, man, she's, there's no fucking way she's going to shoot that gun. That's not the worst. That's not the Worst problem, that's true. All right, all right. This is what we're going to do. We're, next weekend, we'll go to a parking lot. We'll grab a little girl. We'll grab a gun. <laughs> and we'll Mythbuster this thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do up a dummy with a yep. watermelon head. Yeah, yeah, a dummy. Sure, yeah. We'll say that to the cops. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, you guys, uh, did you guys see the uh, trailer for the new Bond movie? Nope. Yes. I forgot. I completely forgot. I don't think it shows too much. Uh, it shows know, quite a it, bit, man. It, it shows a lot, but it shows a lot of nothing. You can't sequence what you're watching really yet. Yeah, you don't think so? No, not to the degree. Like sometimes I watch trailers and I try not to absorb it. Um, like I was even at work today. I was talking to you know. One of the administrators, and I thought you know, we were talking about Superman the movie and stuff. And I still think, of all time, the best trailer is when they were re-releasing Superman the movie. That's still the best trailer of all time. And in thirty years, they still can't fucking get it right. It's like forty. Superman. Yeah, Superman the movie when they reissued it, and they're going to show it in the states. <clears throat> and Warner Brothers wanted to resend it around. And they put this trailer out. And the trailer is about... Fuck, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. The trailer is about a minute and ten seconds long. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen Superman. But if you're watching a trailer to a film that you've seen dozens of times, and it inspires you to go see it again, man, that's a level ten orgasm of success. Mm -hmm. And this this one doesn't do it for you? Bond. Again, eh, the trailer's not. I think it shows way too much, and it's not. It's not cut very nicely either. Well, that's what I meant by a lot of nothing. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff. It's it's almost sort of like someone coming up with a whole bunch of great ideas, but they don't know what to do with them. I feel like I already know what's going to happen in that movie, man. I just, when I saw that trailer. Why, well, you know? I mean, there's not much to Bond anyway, so I'm well, still going to watch it. What's, what's this, the first Bond that they've done without an Ian Fleming story? I don't think so. I think it is. There's no there's no book for this one. There's no think, books for most of them, man. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's a book for Skyfall, even for the last, any Daniel Craig ones, except for mm-hmm. Casino Royale. Yeah, because that's based on... Casino Royale was the first book. That's what I mean, yeah, that's the only one, but the rest of them. I mean, it's all written by the same dudes, right? Like it's just, I, I, the same I, I never, never remember the names. I know it's the Broccoli's, obviously, but then the screenwriters. I think they wrote the last four, including this one. I think last four or five. I can never. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta look that up. I'd like to see when the last novel was. Sky, Skyfall is one of the best Bonds. Yes. Out of all the Bonds. Yes. I, I agree. I would, I would say top three from Russia with Love. Because, it, and, and I'm pretty certain the guys that did Skyfall and a lot of these current Bonds have gone back to the, the ideas behind From Russia With Love. You know, you know, here he is just with a, a cell phone and a gun. So he's given the basic tools. And that's all Bond had in From Russia With Love. Hmm. You get the Pierce Brosnan, a car that does everything but fucking give you a blowjob, disappears, cloaking device, shoots lasers. I'm like, no, fuck off. It's just this Bond. He's a man. 14 books. 14 <laughs> books. Okay, so yeah, what are they up to? 27 films now? Yeah, 25, I think. 25? This is the 25th, yeah. So Casino Royale, Live and Let Die, Moonraker, Diamonds Are Forever, From Russian With Love, Dr. No, Goldfinger, For Your Eyes Only, Thunderball, 
Spy Who Loved Me, Her Majesty's Secret Service, You Only Live Twice, The Man with the Golden Gun, Octopussy. Oh, <laughs> Holy shit, man. It's the Creditors. And The Living Daylights. And there's one more 1984 Roll of Honor. I'm not sure if this is actually... That's never been done. Uh, Unless it's taken on a different title in, 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 our, in a film incarnation. Uh, Roll of Honor, first published in 84, was the fourth novel by John Gardner featuring Ian Fleming's secret agent Bond. So it wasn't written by Ian Fleming. Oh, okay. So I had to go off to that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, nope, he, he is probably my favorite Bond outside of Connery. No, he's not my favorite. I, I can't wait till he goes. I can't wait till a new Bond. I'm waiting for a new Bond. No, I, I, Connery is still my favorite because he's got the physical stature. But I prefer to, Roger more than, than, than this guy. The thing that sort of threw me about Roger Moore when I watched it as a kid I always thought Roger Moore was a small man. He comes there you go again. You know, you tall son of a bitch. You you have a problem with people. <laughs> Everybody's small. Everybody's small to compared you. to you. But but Holy he's not. Shit, man. Roger Moore is like six four. He's still too small. But he, but he came off as small, and I don't know if it was like really bad tailoring to his clothes because his pant legs are kind of floodish. I, I don't know, but so to me, he seems small. Like, Sean Connery looked as though he's a man who could get into fights and hold his own. Roger Moore never did to me. How tall was Sean Connery? 1.88. He was Mr. Universe. (laughs) Is he 6'4"? Sean Connery, I think, is about 6'1", 6'2". I think he's 6'2". Is... Convert it. Uh, it's 188, I think. Yeah. So his feet, foot is uh, 74 inches. So yeah, about six foot four. Is that Roger Moore or Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Sean Connery is six foot four? Yeah. Are you serious? I, I knew he was tall. Yeah, because, man, he tried out for Mr. Universe. He's not a small man. I but he was that but, big. But uh, he, he always looked that much more physically menacing than Roger Moore. And Roger Moore is 6'4". So if you if you watch Bond and you see Connery, and then you watch a Roger Moore Bond, size up the difference. 186, 1.86 meters, Roger Moore. So it's like an inch or two off. No, uh, shorter than... She's 180, so he'd be... 184. Hold on. Look this up. Six foot one. Who? Roger Moore. No, he's taller than that. I'm, I'm looking. Well, at I the... mean, technically, this goes with your argument that Roger Moore was too small, so I would just leave it alone. I would leave it alone too. I would just leave it alone because you know he's six one. Connery is six four, apparently. See, so. I'm surprised. I always six thought two. Moore... Sean Connery six two. It says here six two. So Roger yeah, Roger Moore that's what I thought. just just off six one. It's turning into every week now. I gotta say, all right, who's uh who's tall this time? Let's look at the uh, next week. We'll do the Batman's. All right. Oh well, Keaton loses that one. <laughs> yeah, Keaton loses that one. Just... Adam West is he the tallest? I think so. Uh, he he might be. Man. All right. He might be. Actually, George, George Clooney was in the tall. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer only looked tall because he's got a massive head with that fucking yeah. hair. That fucking forehead, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a massive forehead. But Christian Bale's, I don't think, that tall. I mean, Affleck's pretty big, eh? Who? Affleck's pretty big, isn't he? Yeah. Affleck, yeah. I, I think he's about the six foot range. He's, I think he's like six two, six three, or something. Like he's a, he's a tall guy. Yeah, I, I think Adam West might. I, I would say you're right on Adam West. I say he's the tallest one. Yeah, but he does so, have that pointy uh, cow, right? Your favorite yeah. uh, Bond is five ten. Yeah, but the reason why I like Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig, yeah. 
Bone should have eyes that could fucking skull fuck you from the other side of the room. Daniel Craig has that. Daniel Craig has it, which I like. You look at him as a person, you wouldn't want to mess with him. And that's what I like about him. Bond should have... He should fucking reek of that. Sean Connery sort of had the physical stature. Roger Moore is hands down the funniest Bond. Mm. I I quite liked Timothy Dalton, but there was sort of like a Robin Hood element there, almost sort of channeling like a narrow Flynn. Yeah. Um, Lazenby? No, no, no. No, I do. He he was he he made my favorite one. That's my favorite Bond, hands down. Lazenby? Well, that movie is my favorite Bond movie. On Her Majesty's Secret Service is my favorite Bond movie. That's the was it? There's a this, the interesting thing about that film is the only time the Bond song is used in the middle of the movie. Was well, so they put it in the credits and the middle of the movie? It wasn't in the credits. It's in the movie. I have to watch that one again. I'll have to watch it's it again. It's, uh, what do you call them? What a wonderful yeah. world. It, yeah, it's uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the beginning, uh, the middle and the end, I think. Uh, I do think this calls, and I have all the Bonds on Blu-ray. I think we need a, a Bond session. <sighs> yeah. All 25? So yeah, I can do that. No, I say we, we take... That's like, yeah, like three movies is like one Irishman, so. <laughs> yeah. That's no problem. That's no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I we have until April to watch, to, uh, for, the, for the next one to come out. We have two nights. Do two nights of Bond. So we, we take, we do a draw. Mm. We have, we nominate the best two films of each Bond. And we that watch we think? Bond, that we think, and we'll tally up the votes. So we do like a top 25 or whatever of all the Bonds. We, we pick our favorites and the one that has the most votes, we watch that first and then we watch second and then we do a podcast based on those. Why not? All right. Uh, Rob, you want to watch, you want to watch all of them, don't you? That's what you're <laughs> getting. That's, getting what, at, I, that's right? what I thought. <laughs> I know. That's, I can feel it. Uh, we can do it. Guys, we can do it. You want to go one, you want to go in order all the way one to the beginning to now. Yeah, I might do that. There's a couple I haven't seen, but it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, I I watched most of the Bond films on like Buffalo 29 as a kid growing up, or Channel 57, which was City TV. And if you go back and watch the Blu-ray ones, which would have been obvious, or DVD or whatever, whatever your format choice is, um, when you had them. TBS. Or TBS. Uh. What, what you watch on television... Is very different than what was released. There's a lot of stuff that's been added in or taken out, either to fit for TV. Um, you know, there, there's there's elements of more nudity, some a little bit more violence and stuff like that. It's just like okay, I don't quite remember that stuff as a kid. All right, I'm down. So, I, that's why I like to go back and watch them and, and see what I remember different and what's the same. I'm down. Yeah, let me do that. I think we also have you know like a final four pool and see who had the best women too. Ooh. Like the string of women, like Brazen's gonna be up there, right? But you can yeah. say whatever you want about his I Bond, so. but the Bond women that he's had in his movies, I are like I like Bronson too. I, 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 you know what? I think Moore's got the hottest. Um, I don't know, man. Okay, we have to get brackets going too, and everything. All right, this is this is this is a whole different category. Yeah, this, this is, is NCAA this is, Final Four. This, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, this is this is a this is a podcast onto itself. This is yeah, yeah, like the number one seed, number fourteen seed. You see how they go against each other, and then see what Moore did, and you see what yeah, this is going to be a this is a project. Man, you had Doctor Quinn. If you're enjoying the Clam Podcast, it would be a great favor to us for you to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Reach us on Instagram or email us at theclampodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Time enough for life to unfold All the precious things love has in store We have all the love 
Nothing less, only love. 